In Their Own Words, a collection of Mormon quotations compiled by Mormonism Research Ministries' Bill McKeever is a valuable resource when wanting to know what Mormon leaders have said on a given topic. Pick up your copy at the Utah Lighthouse Bookstore or mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Is the Book of Abraham a most remarkable gift for our time. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. In the January 2022 edition of the Leahona Magazine, there is an article found in what's called an insert. And we probably should explain what this insert is all about. In the Leahona, there are special pages that are only for subscribers who live in the United States and Canada. In other words, if you are a Latter-day Saint and you live, let's say, in England, another English-speaking country, you are not going to have this insert because it's only for North American Latter-day Saints. If you live in South America, you wouldn't have it. Certainly, it wouldn't be there at all, much less translated into Spanish or Portuguese. But we find it fascinating that in the January 2022 edition, there is this article, and it was written by Andrew C. Skinner. It says that he is a professor emeritus of ancient scripture at Brigham Young University. Andrew Skinner actually retired in 2021. He's in his 70s. Now, what most people probably would not know if they were a North American Latter-day Saint, is that this article is a reprint. And we should mention that it is significantly edited. There are a lot of things that have been left out from the time when this was first published. And it was first published in the Ensign magazine. It was the March Ensign for 1997. 1997. So we have around 25 years between the time that this article first appeared to 2022 as this recording is going on. How many people would know that? Probably nobody. In fact, Eric, you did an extensive word search, and you can't find this particular edited article on the Internet at all. Now, you can find the 1997 article in the Ensign and I would encourage people to go read that article, and you can see for yourself how much was taken out in order to fit it, beginning on page U2 of this insert, going clear up to U9. We learned something today, Bill, as we were preparing for this, because I just assumed that the United States section would be somewhere online on the LDS website. I thought, well, maybe it would be, certainly with the Leahona electronic version, and I was shocked that apparently for the past two years, since January of 2021, when they started to do the Leahona magazine and they have these special inserts, 
and about 10 pages or so uh, in the middle of the magazine that apparently they're not available online. And so the question we have then is why don't they have this online? Why don't they have it attached at all to the Liahona electronic version? Uh, because uh, most of your Latter-day Saints, if they live outside of Canada and the United States, which is true, do not have access to this article. They wouldn't even know where to begin to find an article like this that was printed in the North American edition. Well, Eric, I have even a better question than that, I think. Why would they even address this subject at all? I mean, it seems to me like bringing up the subject of the Book of Abraham and bringing up an article that was written by Andrew C. Skinner way back in 1997, I have to ask myself the question, does Andrew C. Skinner still believe a lot of what he wrote in this article? Does he still believe a lot of what was edited out of the article? Did the church get Andrew Skinner's permission to reprint this? I don't have answers to any of those questions. But certainly the attitude of many scholars when it comes to the book of Abraham, I would, I think, be safe to say for some of them, their understanding and attitude has changed and as we have mentioned many times on this show, if we were to ask many former Mormons as to what it was that started them on their journey out of the church, what is the number one subject that we hear, Eric? It's certainly the book of Abraham. By far, there's no other issue that I have heard more. I'm going to say almost twice as much as any other single issue. And I would argue that one of the reasons why that is the number one issue is because Latter-day Saints years ago were led to believe that what Joseph Smith provides in the book of Abraham is a literal translation from the Egyptian into the English. Now, certainly the Gospel Topics essay that deals with this subject, and it is titled Translation, Historicity, and the Book of Abraham— this Gospel Topics essay does not paint that kind of a picture. It admits that the translation that Joseph Smith gives us in the Book of Abraham is not a literal, or I should say, a traditional understanding of translation. It's an inspired translation. What in the world does that even mean, and how much does that open up? I think you're bringing out a good point. Why would they address this if you live outside of North America and are listening to us on podcasts, and we may have somebody in England, we may have somebody in South Africa, I don't know, you don't have access to this. What I would ask you to do if you're a Latter-day Saint is go to your bishop and ask the question, I understand there was an article on, about the book of Abraham in the North American edition, and I don't have access to it. I think you have every right to have access to this, but we're going to be discussing this this week. But Bill, you described this like a scab with a Band-Aid over it. What, what exactly did you mean by that when we were talking off air? Well, what I meant by that is the book of Abraham is so caustic and controversial. It has caused so many Latter-day Saints, as we said, to actually lose their faith in Joseph Smith and lose their faith in the church because of their support for Joseph Smith. Why would you want to bring something up like this? Now, I think the answer is pretty apparent. And what I mean by that is there is so much LDS teaching in the book of Abraham that the church can't really get rid of. They can't get rid of this. So they have to, I guess, come up with some kind of explanation 
that may be walking a very fine line, to be sure, but they have to try and answer some of the questions that are out there. And that's why I think the Gospel Topics essay took the direction that it did. Come up with this phrase, inspired translation. That'll probably be just enough for most members, and they won't ask us any more about it. I would hope that many Latter-day Saints are much deeper thinkers than that. Don't just take the word of your ecclesiastical leaders. Check it out yourself. Do your own homework. There's some excellent resources that you can find that are still available. By his own hand upon papyrus, a new look at the Joseph Smith papyrus written by Charles M. Larson. Now, I admit Charles Larson is not Latter-day Saint, But when you have an Egyptologist like Stephen Thompson recommending that people read this book, I would probably want to pay attention to Thompson's suggestion. But there are so many problems in this article. Why? Because there's so many problems with the book of Abraham. I have to say, when I first saw this article, as I was reading the Liahona magazine, as I do every single month, I was completely shocked on you too when I read the title and I saw the pictures. And we'll talk more about the pictures later this week. But what I found interesting as we discover today that this is a repeat, as you mentioned, from March of, of 1997 from the Inside Magazine, this doesn't have some of the most current information. They do make that one mention, as you said, to the Gospel Topics essays. They don't give us a, a place to find it. You'd have to find it yourself. But with all of the things that were said in the Gospel Topics essay, this article was written way before that was ever written. And it seems like maybe some of that information from the Gospel Topics essay should have been added into this article. That's a great point, because in 1997, we have many years still to wait before that essay pops up dealing with this, but you're right, on page U7, it's a pull quote, or a little caption, you might say, to Facsimile 1, which is sitting next to it, and we'll be talking about Facsimile 1, where it says, the translation of the papyri, the gospel topics essay, translation and historicity of the book of Abraham, on churchofjesuschrist.org, provides more information about the translation of the Book of Abraham and the Egyptian papyri that have been associated with it. Man, for all the stuff that they took out of this original article, I kind of wish they would have put in its place a lot of what is in that Gospel Topics essay. And I would strongly encourage anybody who has questions about this to go find the Gospel Topics essay titled Translation and Historicity of the Book of Abraham. And the way you do it is you first go on the official website of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If, if you want, you can cheat. Just type lds.org. It will redirect you to the official page. And in the search box, there's a little magnifying glass. Click on it. A box pops up. Type in Translation and Historicity of the Book of Abraham, and it will take you to that particular Gospel Topics essay. Bill, there's a a poll quote on page U5, and we haven't even started to talk about what this article says, but it says, The Book of Abraham is remarkable in part because of the miraculous way it came to us. I think as we're going to get a chance to go through the story, as talked about by Andrew Skinner, I'm going to say, Bill, I don't see a whole lot of miraculous parts to this story at all. No, but he's going to go into the story about how a man by the name of Antonio Labolo came to have these in his possession and how it ends up in the hands of Michael Chandler. He's going to give those details. And we think it's important for us as 
Christians to at least have a working knowledge of where this came from. And I think it's important for us as Christians, if we're wanting to have an intelligent conversation with our LDS friends, that we should have some basic knowledge about the papyra that Joseph Smith got a hold of in 1835 and started translating into what later on would become the Book of Abraham. So we hope that you'll listen very carefully to what Skinner has to say, because when he gets into the historical aspects of how the book of Abraham came about, how it got into the possession of Joseph Smith. I don't have any objection to what he says there. I think he's very accurate as far as the historical account. It's when Skinner goes off and starts looking at some of the translation that Joseph Smith allegedly gives us. Of course, that's where he goes off the rails, as do many LDS members, by assuming that Joseph Smith is giving a truthful rendition of what this text said in Egyptian. And of course, now it really doesn't mean anything, because now that they've come up with this expression, inspired translation, what that basically does is it gives Joseph Smith the license to say whatever he wants, and there's really no way that you can falsify anything that he says, because it's all coming directly from God to Joseph Smith, we assume. Well, you have to already believe that Joseph Smith is a prophet for even that to make sense. But certainly, you cannot, in a scholarly fashion, support what Joseph Smith says in the book of Abraham. In fact, scholars have said that what he does say is not true. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.